Hello, everyone. Welcome. It's Paul and I. We're talking sports. I'm Jason. This is Paul. How's it going, guys? And this is episode four. It's August the 9th, 2021. Thank you for tuning in. All right, so what did we got on the slate? We had uh, somewhat of a slow week, but uh, uh, we had the Hall of Fame inductions. Yes, uh, the 2020 and 2021 uh, classes were both introduced this weekend. We had some pretty big names that uh, you guys will recognize. Peyton Manning, Calvin Johnson, Charles Woodson, Troy Palomalo, Edger and James and Jimmy Johnson were among the many form, or former NFL players that got introduced this weekend. Drew Pearson, the Cowboys wide receiver, finally got in after a long wait. John Lynch got in, uh, introduced, uh, the safety for Tampa and the Broncos. I'm not going to go through the whole list, but... My my favorite, obviously, as a Packer fan, was seeing Charles uh, Woodson introduced. Uh, Well-deserving, phenomenal player. Started his career in Oakland, had his best years with the Packers, won the Super Bowl in 2010. And Peyton Manning was my other favorite just because of the his legendary status. His dad introduced him, which was very moving. He had a couple jokes that were very uh, funny, I thought. He had one about uh, Ray, uh, Ray Lewis's acceptance speech. It was uh, Ray Lewis just ended his uh, speech a few minutes ago. Part of the background of that is, be- is they had each uh, player, coach, person got uh, six, six minutes. Some of them skirted that a little bit, but they were trying to crack down on, on the length because of Ray Lewis and others' long-winded speeches. And then the other joke he had was Tom Brady, when he finally gets introduced in 2035, will only have enough time to put his acceptance speech on Instagram, the joke being that Brady's going to play another nine years. Mm. It it was was good. Manning is very, very intelligent. There was... He was talking about at one point the legacy of the NBA or NFL and moving it forward. Some people, I caught onto it right away, and I th- I thought of it right away was he's kind of laying the groundwork for the next uh, commissioner of the NFL. I would not hate that whatsoever. I think he would be phenomenal in that role. I don't know what you think about that. I <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that Peyton Manning would know how to be a commissioner. Like, what's the qualifi- That's a You know what? What's the qualifications to be an NFL commissioner? Like, do you just have to know football? I don't I don't think you'd have to know football at all. Do you do think you just, Roger Goodell knows much about fu- I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does, but I don't think he has to. You just need, like, the best... The person who's the best manager of a Quiznos... Like, take the busiest, hardest Quiznos to work at or a Subway or some kind of, like, crazy restaurant, right? Take somebody who's capable of managing one of those crazy-ass, like, O'Hare McDonald's, right? And put them in charge. They know how to manage people. They know, they understand what to do. If, 
Roger Goodell hasn't proven that it takes a knowledge of football to be the commissioner. I I I one hundred percent agree with you on that. I I I I did. I guess I'm more intrigued of the idea of Peyton Manning becoming uh, the commissioner. Do do I? Do I know that he wants it? Absolutely not. Did he sp- say it specifically? Absolutely not. Some people caught up, caught on that he may have been making references to that, kind of laying the groundwork, <laughs> uh, just kind of feeling it out. I don't. This this is all speculation at sure. this point, obviously. But I, I guess I'm intrigued by the idea of Peyton Manning being the commissioner. And your your point is very well taken that. Would Manning's knowledge of football, which is beyond maybe anyone that's ever played, I would argue, would that be a good thing in a commissioner? Or do you... I, mean, I guess I'm more, I'm more intrigued by the idea. But why Peyton Manning specifically? Because it's Peyton Manning? Because you get this guy who can dissect a defense. Like, yeah, I get he understands football. But I don't know how much that would actually help him to be commissioner. And I guess I, I don't either. It, it might not. It might he needs be... to understand trends and the business and how to make the sport grow. That's what the commissioner is supposed to do. Do he you? He should be like do, a market... Do you, though? Or do you just... Well, Roger Goodell isn't a very good commissioner. Paul Tagliabue was a really good Abs- commissioner. Absolutely. He understood how to make the NFL grow and how to market it and how to make... Not only how to market it... But how to make it market itself. And I guess my my point would be, and I guess I'm not dissing on Roger Goodell as commissioner. I am. Well, I guess I am in a, <laughs> I am in a sense too, because just exactly to your point, Paul Tangliable kind of laid the groundwork. Could you have no one in that position and it would still grow exponentially, I guess is the At this point? Yeah, I mean kinda. Uh, it, I think obviously having somebody in charge is better than having yes. no one. But at this point, the the monster that the NFL has become, the logos do all the work. The logos, well, the logos and the players. But as far as like the actual marketing and branding, the shield it's is there. it's there. The shield is the shield. It's the team logos that are selling that sport. I guess an in, in, interesting conversation. I guess speculation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just something I thought of when no, I was watching Manning's speech. And... You're not the only one. There's people talking about it, and I don't know that he would necessarily want to be commissioner. Maybe he does, and maybe maybe you're right, and maybe he would be great. I don't. I'm just saying, I don't even know what it takes to be a good commissioner. I'm not even sure. Is Roger Goodell just seems like a dude who's just doing what he's told, and that seems to be working. A lot and I, of people I guess, don't like him. It's I guess, not working for him personally, maybe, but it's working for the NFL. It's working for his bank account, yeah, too. right? I, I guess, to, uh, final point here, you bring up something interesting. The dynamic between... Because Goodell is essentially working for the owners at this point. Right. Would Manning coming in kind of disrupt that? No. I don't think so. He would he would sit and heal like a good dog. The, I just I don't see him causing a ruckus or oh no, Peyton Manning is going to come in here and 
turn the league on its head and fix all the I, rules. I'm not, I'm like not saying I'm not gonna, saying that, but he'd be <laughs> he, he he would just try to maintain the status quo. I I, 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 t- I tend to agree. He'd be a pre, he'd be a nice face because everybody knows who he is, and he's oh shucks, I'm Peyton Manning. Okay, cool. Nobody hates the commissioner right now until he does something stupid. And if he just tries to maintain the status quo, all the owners will be happy and they'll keep lining his pockets with gold and the fans will just keep complaining and the NFL will still make money. So yeah, they maybe they sh- maybe in that case he shouldn't be commissioner. <laughs> I, yeah. I think they do need somebody who's going to be willing to Make some changes and be almost a lap dog, or be not a lap. Or you, you're right. you're you're saying the opposite point. You think they'd make hypothetically if someone came in to shake up the system, you're saying that wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing in the world, right? Uh, to be what is uh, what's the uh, phrase? To be risk averse is to lose in when it comes to business. So some, if you're something not, like that, if yeah. you're not taking on some kind of risk and trying to move something forward. You're just losing out on opportunities. Now that being said, I'm talking. I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth here because I just said the NFL is this huge monster that's got so much momentum, and it is. But that momentum, if left alone, won't rock won't roll forever. Exactly. So you have to keep moving it. And if you look at what happened to the NBA a handful of years ago, now they're seeing a resurgence. But if you look at what happened with the NBA a handful of years ago. A lot of people weren't watching. LeBron was going, was playing in Miami, going to finals games, and they couldn't even sell out their stadium. You know, how nuts is that? That stuff can turn on a dime. So, yeah, it looks like right now the NFL could just roll forever, but who knows what could happen. If It could be something as simple as one lawsuit, all of a sudden a new... Yeah, where it's not not specifically CTE because that's a thing now, but the next thing that comes out where it's like, holy crap, the NFL's been ignoring this now. That could just turn everything on its head, and then where are you at? Yeah, and then you're hoping you don't have a guy like Peyton Manning in charge because he's gonna, oh, I, I don't know, nobody likes me anymore. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I guess that's not not really where we planned to go with that, but it was just kind of kind of came up organically and something to think about. Yeah. So. Um, I think next we have, uh, we're going to do an Olympics roundup because the uh, oh, yeah. closing ceremonies were yesterday. Uh, the flag has officially been uh, passed to Paris in three years. Gross. <laughs> After all the uh, worrisome signs from the U.S. Uh, men's basketball, we beat France by five in the gold medal game. Uh, normalcy is restored in some sense. The women's team won their seventh gold in a row. Diana Taurasi and Susan Bird are now five-time Olympians, which is just insane. The U.S. women's uh, team won 4-3 against Australia in the soccer final. So not quite gold, but Still a medal. And then my favorite thing that came out of last week, Molly Sedell. She is a marathon runner from Wisconsin. She won the bronze medal behind uh, two runners from Kenya 
it was her third ever marathon that she ran, and she took bronze in the Olympics. Yeah, that's crazy. Pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I, like many, can't think about running down the street, much less around the city. And here she's just like, ah, oh, let's give a marathon. Hey, that, oh, those first two marathons I did were pretty good. Maybe I should <laughs> try the Olympic one. I wonder, because how many times, how many marathons do you have to run to qualify for the Olympics, right? I would imagine at least at least, at least one. one. Yeah. So let's say it's just one. There's They have one qualifier marathon. And she so she went, ran a marathon. So she's only ran three marathons ever. Yes. She ran a marathon once. It was like, hey, that was pretty cool. I should try see if I can make the Olympics. And then she goes to the qualifier, makes it, like, oh, neat, look at that. And then runs another one at the Olympics, like, hey, third place, not too shabby. I just might stick with this whole marathon thing. Gee whiz. Kind, kind <laughs> of amazing. Kind of amazing. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, U.S. did win... Uh, what, most gold medals, most medals in general. Yes, they overtook China on the last day for the overall, or for the gold medal count. They had the over, the overall, but they passed China on the last day for the gold medal count. And I believe they won the most silvers also. And the most bronzes as well. They did get all three, okay. So. Yeah. And then, uh, well, China's second, I'm assuming, in most categories. Yep, China, uh, Japan was did well, Great Britain, uh, 22 gold medals. You know, and I wonder some of these, they probably don't have, I'm sure we as the U.S. have compat- probably multiple competitors in, like, every event. I would imagine, for, for most, I would Japan imagine, yeah. Japan might not have somebody in every event, so these medal counts are a little deceiving. But Japan, if you look at it this way, Japan won 58 medals. 27 of them were golds. Wow. That is a nuts That's ratio. That's impressive. That is a nuts ratio. Almost half of their medals were gold. That's... So what's the ratio for the U.S. then? U.S. had 113 overall and 39 gold medals. Okay, so, so about a quarter, it's a little a over a quarter then? It's a crap ton of medals either way. Yes. One one thing I was going to mention with uh, Japan, they, they won their first uh, ever baseball Olympics medal, which I guess baseball got, just got introduced a couple of years it was an Olympic sport, then it wasn't. I think it was this year or four years ago that it got reintroduced. Yeah. Four, years, four years ago, mm-hmm. I think. But they won their first ever uh, gold in uh, baseball huh. in their home country, which was, oh, I'm sure neat. I'm sure they were celebrating that quite thoroughly. Yeah, yeah, that'd be like if the Dream Team won. It wasn't Atlanta, was it? No. That was Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it had been in Atlanta, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Although they were playing basketball. Anyway, uh, let's see. So that's pretty much it for the Olympics. I mean, it was a it was a spectacle. Yes. It, could... it was a it was a television spectacle. Overall, it was a great Olympics. There was obviously the world happening. There was quite, obviously we had the discussion about that whether or not it should happen. Nothing disastrous happened, came out of it. Yet. Yet. There is that caveat, obviously. Over, overall, watching the closing ceremonies, watching the athletes walk in one more time, 
Japan put on a very, very cool, almost hour-long musical presentation with all the bells and whistles that come with it. It was very, very cool. And again, watching the closing ceremonies as, as the opening ceremonies have, I did, just felt, felt cool to, for 16 days for the world to come together for these athletes sure. for, to be able to compete. And we're not going to get into the, the overall discussion about the Olympics <laughs> like we have. We but had this discussion. Exactly. So let's move on to some movers and shakers a lot of contracts in multiple sports being signed right now. A lot uh, of big contracts. Big contracts. Uh, Josh Allen, big preseason signing. Uh, PSG gets their super team uh, in soccer. Yes. With uh, ne- Neymar, Mbappe, and and Messi, Messi now. Yep, exactly. And then you have your big NBA contracts. You what? Kevin Durant and Steph both signed. Uh, Butler just signed his deal. Couple hours ago, Lucas signed his five-year, two hundred seven million dollars supermax that Cuban and the brass actually went to. They're in uh, Slovakia right now. They went uh, to to Luca to present the contract to him, which is obviously you have some power if your team is coming to you and. A foreign country for you to sign your contract so well and i mean cuban can afford the trip uh, so yeah he's probably like ah, i'm in slovakia let's go there we'll let's, have some... we'll stay we'll stay for a few days check out the sites yeah, yeah right i'm sure there's something to see over there i don't know anything about slovakia so do we want to start with the uh josh allen yeah contract? yeah what was it six years 25 million a year something six like that year, six years 252 oh, yeah. overall and 150 million guaranteed. There you go. Which beat Mahomes uh, guaranteed by 6 million, I believe. Yeah, Mahomes' overall numbers, obviously it's a longer contract and a lot bigger number, but more guaranteed for Allen. So we have that huge deal. And then we have the two quarterbacks coming up that got drafted same same year as Allen. We have Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. coming up for extensions. You got you want the first word on this? I mean, they're going to sign their guys. The Josh Allen got to the AFC Championship game last year. Assuming he continues on the same trajectory, second or third in MVP voting. I yeah, believe. I think he was third second. I think he was second, second behind was Aaron Rodgers. It's it seems to make sense. It works. He's he's good so far. I he still makes me nervous. I remember watching last year uh, into the playoff run. He doesn't throw a pretty ball, and that not necessarily bothers no. the crap out of me. I love the if you could throw a tight spiral, I you know I'll think you're better than you are. Jay Cutler threw a. Beautiful spiral. He did. Beautiful he spiral. He did. I cannot deny that. <laughs> Josh Allen's likely going to end up his career better than Jay Cutler. And you, uh, then there's the Lamar Jackson. Obviously, he's going to get signed to big money. Baker Mayfield, eh, we'll see how he plays. He may. He, he's a gutsy guy. They'll sign him. He yeah. works for the Browns. He, he works for that team. These are just how the game's played. You draft your quarterback, you play him for a few years, 
and you either you either Josh Allen him or you Mitch Trubisky him. You yeah, know, there, there, there's there's no there's no, there's no third way. No, nope. and Not we have right to now. remember we have to go back to when Sam Bradford signed that last six big... six six years seventy two oh, million something so like that. Dumb. It was just the and the year thing. the year after that they changed that. Right, rightfully for for all rookies, but it was specifically for quarterbacks. I I remember uh, when that when he got drafted, and everybody knew it was the last big one coming out. And hey, this guy's going to be the one drafted number one. And I remember just the overall sentiment of like him, like. Okay, the last big guy getting the the last big rookie quarterback to get the multi multi million dozens of millions of dollars, and it's gonna be Sam. It's gonna be Sam Bradford, which is he wasn't even. Every, nobody knew. Everybody knew he wasn't that good. Yes, he he even I think even the Rams knew he wasn't that good, but they picked him anyway and paid him all that money. I, I didn't. He, get he it. was he was played for the title against Florida. His I re- junior yeah, year. he was Oklahoma, right? Yeah. yeah, which is which is ironic because I believe it was the next year was the year that Andrew Luck got drafted. To your so to your point, it's funny that Bradford was the last contract, and it wasn't uh, if it Andrew was, Andrew Luck. It's funny, and that he was such a consensus number one. He knew the NC, everybody knew he was going to be good. Everybody did. And it's funny, the first guy to get the the new rookie contracts was the guy everybody thought would yeah. be good, and the guy, last guy to get the big one was the guy everybody knew wouldn't be good. Huh. Funny how that works. You mentioned uh, PSG, uh, which is a uh, French league. They met, Messi was Thursday, I believe it was, was set to sign his... The, him and Barcelona had negotiated a new five-year contract because earlier this year, Messi said he wasn't sure that he wanted to come back to Barcelona. Barcelona went to him. They negotiated this five-year contract, and the day that he was going to sign it, Barcelona came out and said, Messi is not coming back for a few reasons. I can't remember specifically. Basically, money and... It was came down to money essentially. So, three days later, Messi signs with PSG to play with Mbappe and Neymar. But uh, Mbappe's pretty much in, in his prime right now. So is Neymar. Messi's a little bit older, but still Messi. And that so that'll be if you're a soccer fan, that'll be a fun team to watch this mm-hmm. year. Absolutely. And then in the NBA, we had a bunch of big contracts too. If you want to, so we had take a uh, look at those. We had uh, Steph Curry. Nothing surprising. I don't no, think. KD, Luca, Jimmy Butler. There was a few other ones. Um, no one really switched. None of the big guys really switched teams. But there, we had some huge money go out in the NBA, and then we still have Bradley Beal and uh, Dan- Dame Lillard who are in situations that are unresolved at this point. It sounds like Bradley Beal Bradley Beal has one more year on his deal so he can 
opt out after next year and decide where he wants to go, or he could sign right now. It sounds like with the moves that the Wizards made, uh, he's going to go give it another go at least this year. And from what I've heard, they're set up to be able to sign him next year because he's gotten happier with this situation. The Dame Lillard situation is still out there. That I guess uh, Ben Simmons also is still out there. I didn't fit. Philly has to do something with Simmons. He cannot be on that team at the start of next year. If it were any other city, yes. I just I worry because it's Philadelphia. I absolutely. I think that I think that people were talking about that the minute after that game ended. That if it was any other city but Philly, maybe. But no. It's it's not gonna work. No, it's just not gonna work. The Eagles figured that out a long time ago. Something like that happens, you gotta let the guy go. You just otherwise you're gonna end up with people throwing batteries at Santa Claus. Nobody wants that. <laughs> this whole contracts thing, it's it's almost not worth talking about, right? Because as much as I think I think it's insane. You know, what was it uh, that first year when the NBA luxury cap thing came into play? Timothy Mozgov got like $15 million a year or something. Like, yeah, he's a fine basketball player. He ain't worth no $15 million. No. But that's just the way that the money is spreading out. And it's kind of pointless to talk about because until that money pool diminishes, it's just going to keep it is, getting spread It is around. what it is at this point. The stars are going to get their money. The, the quarterbacks, we started this with the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks are going to get their money. The NBA, it's a little, you can spread it out a little bit more, I guess. And in football, it's obviously spread out too, but the quarterbacks are going to get their money. If you have a quarterback, you're going to, pay the premium for that quarterback. Yep. If you have a star in the NBA, you're going to pay a premium to keep that star. Yep. It, it is what it is, and it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's it's just funny to look like so starkly at the, those, those NBA contracts. In some cases, are just eye-popping. You know, Kevin Durant getting $200 million over four years isn't that eye-popping because no. it's Kevin Durant. He's the best player in the world. Luke, and I don't even Luke, think right now that's arguable. He just I don't proved think that I, in the Olympics. Yes. As it stands right now, Kevin Durant is the best basketball Can player. Can we put in, world. if Durant is not on, that, not on that team, I don't think we win the gold medal. Well, I don't know I, if I'd I, go I, that far. That it, It's another argument we could have at another time, but Dur, Durant was the MVP of the, the Olympics. Yeah, we'll, absolutely. We'll put it at that, yeah. yes. You know, so Durant's contract, not that surprising, but you see some of these, I, I don't so know, they're not Jim, bench Jimmy players. But Jimmy Butler, four for 184. That's a lot. That's a that's lot a of money. Lot. Jimmy Butler is really good, but that's a lot, man. Uh, you you start seeing these not, and I think Jimmy Butler is like right on that threshold. Yes. You know, so that's not, that I wouldn't have... If I'm playing NBA 2K7 or whatever and I'm trying to sign Jimmy Butler, I ain't paying him no 189. But there he's right there. Like yes. it's not it's not out of the question, right? And we, we do have to mention with us 
part of this is the way the NBA sets up those higher end contracts. They, there's benchmarks. If you win a, if you win an MVP, if you win, or if you're an uh, first team NBA, if you're an All Star, you hit you hit uh, the that benchmark twice in the length of your contract. It sets up where your the team can pay you a higher number. Oh, okay. That's why that's why Butler. That it's almost pre predetermined. If you hit a certain level, like incentive laden contract, yeah, like that. Gotcha, gotcha. That's still uh, Jimmy Butler aside. Like he's fine, okay. But then you've got your not bench guys, but the step right above that. Your um, just a, your, your just third wheel. You're not third wheel, but you're not even role players. Just I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, DeAndre Ayton. He's not one of your stars, but he's a starter, yes. and you need him. He's going to get twenty he's, million a year, and yes. it's like holy crap! You know, I watched that guy play all playoffs, and he ain't no twenty million a year. But if you look at him relative to the rest of the league and their salaries, turns out, yeah, he actually is worth twenty million a year. It's just the way that the contracts work out, and the way that they the NBA breaks up that pool of money between twelve guys. Instead of the NFL breaking up their money with fifty three guys, yeah. Now that being said, the amount you uh, you still you still getting quarterbacks getting paid fifty million a year, that's still going to happen. Same yes. as the NBA, but the way that they spread it out and they uh, it's it's all different, but the same conversation. Yes. And then obviously baseball is completely different because right. they don't have a salary cap. So the Dodgers can pay three hundred million dollars. They for can their buy team the Cubs' year. entire roster and just do it, it that way. Well, uh, na- Nationals, Nationals, in this case, but, but, you yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> and they have a farm system. They've got developed like they, they run their sh- their shop is run a lot differently. Yes. than the other Absol- absolutely. The, the farm system is the big difference there. Yes. It's, because you have 200, 300 players in right. your farm system at any one time. Exactly, so. exactly. And baseball teams are just heat big, too. 25-man 20, 20, roster? A, a yeah, a lot of dudes. Not as much as football, obviously. Uh, but yeah, it's just that I, I guess the point of that whole thing was it's funny to me, like, initially, that initial shock of seeing some of these contracts, but then doing the second taking that thought to the next step and be like, well, I guess in relative terms, it's not that weird. It's just, that's where the money is. And that's yep. just, that's a credit to what the NBA has done in this past 10 years. Absolutely. Considering what we were talking about before when they couldn't sell out a, the LeBron James couldn't sell out a game in Miami. And right. now yep. they're getting all this. So it's, it's a credit to the NBA. A- absolutely. Been, absolutely. Adam Silver is doing a really good job. Yes. Uh, so I guess you know it's kind of a slow week. Uh, I'm kind of running out of stuff to I go with here. I don't know, Wally. You want to talk to the people about anything else? Um, I I guess um, we can just mention uh, Bobby Bowden, the legendary mm, right uh, Florida State coach, passed away from uh, uh, cancer of some kind. I don't exactly recall it right now, but uh, legendary coach, two national championships. 14 straight seasons finishing in the top eight with 10 wins, which 
That's nuts. You that's only usually do that in the video game. Insane. Mm-hmm. Um, completely, basically took Florida State, built Florida State's football program from the ground up. They don't, they didn't have a football program before he got there. Hmm. Um, you had the Deion De- De- Sanders, probably their mm. most famous alumni. The legendary battles with Miami back in the. 80s and early 90s, the wide left, wide left, wide right. (laughs) Never could quite get over that hump, but then uh, survived when Miami kind of had their downfall in 91, 92 there. They pushed past that, won a couple titles in the 90s, and I guess just rest in peace to a legendary, legendary football coach. Yep, so it goes. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess uh, what's uh, what's going on this week? We got, uh, we got uh, this ge- week. Uh, preseason game ones uh, coming up, and then uh, baseball season cont- uh, drags on. Brewer- Brewers uh, lost uh, two out of three to the Giants mm. this weekend. Dropped a really tough one on Saturday. They were one out away from the victory, and uh, I dropped. Outfield fly, let the Giants back in. They wanted an extras, but we took one from the Giants, best team in baseball. We still have, I believe it's the third or fourth best record in overall in baseball right now. Five games up on the Reds. They're creeping up a little bit, but the rest of the the Brewers schedule, I was actually going through it yesterday, sets up really nice. We have three against the, our last three against the, are against the Dodgers. Other we have ten against the Cardinals, seven against the Cubs. Yet uh, the the schedule sets up really nice for us the rest of the way. So I guess did the Brewers see Scherzer at all that series? No, they did not. Uh, Scherzer yeah, switched. That would have been some good tape. That uh, Sir, da, uh, Dodgers Scherzer pitched. Oh pitched yeah, well. I keep thinking. I keep yeah. mixing up the. I keep thinking that the Giants got the that got the. Cubs guys and that the oh, Dodgers yeah. got I, I keep mixing up which yeah. they, I keep mixing up which team got well, which Well the, the the Giants I mean their their season didn't come out out of nowhere necessarily but no one expected them to be three game up games up on the Dodgers at this point so Well the Giants have been one of those teams now that I think about it they even when the year they won the World Series they, they had uh what's his name pitching but uh, Bob Gardner Yeah Bob, yeah they had Madison Bumgarner but Nobody, so they just kind of like kept winning, and everybody yeah. was like, "Oh, look at the pa- Giants!" Pablo Sandoval was like, mashing they, for them at yeah, that point. Yeah, but. they just say, "Oh, the Giants!" Are, oh, I, I guess the Giants are going to win the World Series. There they go. Yep. Look at that. Kind of like the way the Royals won it that one year. Yep. All right. Well, all right. So that's uh, all we've got for you. Yeah, I think we're going to do some uh, rookie fantasy stuff next week. Yep. Yep. We're going to have our. Uh, draft this week so we'll be good and prepared and have a bunch of good info for you Uh, this has been paul and i talking sports have a good night everybody good night guys